Hello and welcome back to Opinionated Science, the podcast from Technology Networks. My name's Lucy and I'm the scientific content producer here at Technology Networks and I'm also your host for this episode. I'm really, really excited that you join me here today because we're about to be diving into the world of transcriptomics and more specifically spatial transcriptomics. So if we take this all the way back to basics, we really need to understand the relationships between cells and their locations in any given tissue in the body, because it's critical to our understanding of the normal development of disease pathology. So, with this in mind, spatial transcriptomics is a groundbreaking molecular profiling method that's allowing scientists to measure all of the gene activity in a tissue sample and map where the activity is occurring. Already, this technology is leading to new discoveries that are proving instrumental in helping scientists to gain a better understanding of biological processes and disease. So joining me here today is Annika Branting, who's the product manager for Visium Spatial Solutions at 10X Genomics, and Petra Magnuson from Uppsala University, both of whom are fantastic guests. And we'll be telling us more about spatial transcriptomics. And Petra actually also gives us a sneak peek into her work where she investigates the rare neurovascular disease, cerebral carnivorous malformation, or CCM, and the benefits she found when using spatial transcriptomics in her work. It's so exciting. So you're about to hear my interview with Annika and Petra in full. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, both of you. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Doing Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm very, very well, thank you. Um, so if it's okay with you both, um, we'll jump straight into the questions. Um, so I'll start with you, Annika. Um, and could you explain the term spatial transcriptomics to us? Sure, my pleasure. Um, but first, I'd like to take a step back. So, you know, it's easy to think that we live in the most advanced time period where nearly all important aspects of science and biology have already been discovered. But as you know, people still suffer and die from disease. And also uh, the past 18 months or so have shown us through a pandemic that so many more discoveries need to be made before we can claim that we master biology. So luckily we live in the so-called century of biology where every year breakthroughs in the advancement of human health takes place. For example, immunotherapy, CRISPR technology and new types of drugs and vaccines. And the first step to advancing human health is to understand the underlying biology and disease mechanisms. And we cannot do this without having access to the appropriate tools. And this is where the spatial transcriptomics makes a difference. So you asked me, Lucy, what is spatial transcriptomics? So spatial transcriptomics is a method in which you localize RNA transcripts, usually as a proxy for gene expression in tissue sections. And historically, a lot of different spatial transcriptomics techniques have been used. And perhaps you've heard of in situ hybridization, mm -hmm. fish, laser capture macro dissection, or uh, more recently, single molecule fish, uh, in situ sequencing and array-based methods. Mm -hmm. uh, so really in essence, spatial transcriptomics is a tool used to map which genes are expressed where in a tissue and to what extent. And then how does the 10X Genomics Visium spatial platform work? Yeah, so this technology is a workflow that can be performed basically in any lab and you don't need a specific 10X instrument to do it. So you start by sectioning fresh frozen or FFPE tissue onto a Visium spatial gene expression slide, followed by staining and imaging of the tissue section. And you can use either hematoxylin and eosin or uh, immunofluorescent staining. 
And the glass slide then captures RNA from your tissue section with spatially barcoded oligonucleotide probes and cDNA synthesis is followed by sequencing library construction. So Illumina platforms are used to perform whole transcriptome gene expression sequencing. And to analyze and visualize this data, Tanex Genomics provides software called Space Ranger and Loop, which will align the image with the sequencing data and connect gene expression location with the tissue morphology. So in summary, Visium is a tissue-wide whole transcriptome analysis tool, which can enable true exploratory and discovery science and help reveal the spatial relationships between cells, both in healthy and diseased states. Fantastic. And then what applications can the Visium technology commonly be used for? So the applications for Visium uh, are versatile, and that's because spatial context is important in so many fields. And this is also shown by the over 100 publications and preprints that already exist. So these publications cover discoveries in fields like oncology, neuroscience, cell and tissue atlasing, developmental biology, infectious disease, and also cardiac disease. And I would say one of my favorite Visium publications is a recent one from the University of Tokyo, where the authors investigated the genomic profiles in ductal carcinoma in situ of the breast, or DCIS. And the results of the study showed that the existence of heterogeneous cell populations in DCIS, which provides predictive markers for classifying DCIS and offers an opportunity to optimize treatment for these patients. So that's super exciting for this field. And another interesting publication in the domain of infectious disease shows the cellular and molecular response of the kidney and sepsis to discover biomarkers and targets which can treat this life-threatening condition. So that study was performed at Indiana University School of Medicine. And in neuroscience, there are a number of publications using Visium to investigate the pathology of Alzheimer's disease. And soon we'll hear from Dr. Pieter Magnusson, who has published a fantastic study about cerebral cavernous malformation, uh, or CCM, with the help of single cell and Visium. So the applications for Visium spatial gene expression are many and important. And if folks want to learn more, perhaps we can post a link to a summary page of the Visium publications in the description of the Podlizzy. Absolutely, yeah, no problem at all. Great, thank you. No problem. And then I guess with reference to your work investigating CCM, uh, Peter, what research questions were you addressing? Well, the cerebral cavernous malformation, CCM, uh, is a disease that affects the vasculature of the brain, and that creates vascular lesions, so-called cavernoma. And depending on their position in the brain, that can cause symptoms like neurological deficits, seizures, and headache. And the cavernoma can bleed and then causing a hemorrhagic stroke. Uh, and that's a severe situation for the patient, of course. And mm -hmm. if the symptoms of hemorrhage are worsening or if the hemorrhages are reoccurring, then surgery is actually the only cure. And furthermore, depending on the cavernoma's position in the brain, we'll decide if surgery is even possible. And today there are no available curative pharmaceutical treatments for these patients. And CCM is a very complex disease and to acquire knowledge about the disease is therefore very challenging, although mm -hmm. it's crucial. And uh, with the work of ours that was recently published in eLife, just referred by Annika, uh, we wanted to specifically elucidate the transcriptome profile to acquire detailed information specifically on the endothelial cells lacking CCM 
and compare it to normal endothelial cells. And in particular, as cavernomas are focal malformations, we wanted to define which population of the brain endothelial cells are contributing to the vascular malformations and how the lesions are sustained. So through 10x genomic single cell analysis and visium spatial transcriptomics, we found a unique subset of venous and venous capillary endothelial cells that are actually specifically sensitive to loss of CCM. And these cells express specific mitotic and tip cell traits and distinctive progenitor markers. And so I guess you've um, touched on it kind slightly, um, but what were some of the challenges that you faced during this? Mm, uh, it's a good question. And technically it's, it's very challenging to isolate endothelial cells from the brain tissue. These cells are very sensitive cells. And especially in the case of CCM, where the endothelial cells due to the disease might be even more sensitive during the process of tissue dissociation. But we managed to set the protocol for endothelial cell isolations and by performing spatial transcriptomics analysis on freshly and snap frozen tissue, our single cell RNA-seq data was validated and verified. And what to wish for now is um, uh, the possibility to increase the resolution of the assay and aiming actually for single cell detection instead of 10 cells per spot for sequence analysis. But even though mm. I think it's good to have this sort of cluster of cells that are uh, detected and, and validated because it gives you distinct areas within the brain that are affected by the disease. Mm -hmm. And how did you find um, that applying spatial transcriptomics to your workflow benefited the research? Well, um, the possibility to investigate the transcriptome in the tissue directly is highly relevant mm -hmm. as this enables us to specifically investigate cavernoma tissue versus the surrounding sort of, if you could call it healthy brain tissue. And then of course, to compare, compare the brains with uh, healthy mice tissue and following the co-expression of specific endothelial and endothelial subtype transcripts in situ validation of the clusters that was identified through single cell RNA sequencing and constituting the cavernoma has been achieved. And what we now would like to do is to perform the same type of analysis on snap frozen human cavernoma tissues that have been surgically removed from CCM patients. There, the challenges as we have experienced is the tissues RNA quality actually. And do you have any insights that you can share with us into your results and their implications? Well, as already mentioned, the possibility to detect the transcriptome in specific regions of the CCM brain, brain tissues is extremely valuable. And using single cell transcriptome sequencing, we were able to identify that the venous endothelial cells are particularly sensitive under CCM disease condition with an increased expression of proliferation markers and tip cell markers. And with the validation from spatial transcriptome sequencing data, we confirmed that increased cell division and abnormal growth of the venous endothelial cells give rise to cavernoma. And this has only been seen previously in studies of vessel fragments and not in single endothelial cells. And another interesting result from our study was actually that arterial endothelial cells were not affected at all under the same CCM disease conditions, and they don't contribute to the development of the malformation. And 
our findings have actually brought new knowledge about cavernoma, which should improve the chances of developing improved clinical treatments. So furthermore, the, the local transcriptomic analysis creates added value to help defining the local transcriptomic defects such as cavernomas for CCM. And applications can of course be extreme, extremely broad uh, as in other vascular diseases, other vascular malformations or atherosclerotic plaques or in primary tumors, metastasis, or actually in mm. any other type of focal organ defect. Um, why is it important for researchers to be able to map the whole transcriptome? And what impact do you think it's had on research kind of more broadly speaking? Yes, I mean, to acquire in-depth knowledge of a physiological event or a disease, a specific disease, uh, via the transcriptome to, to resolve the genetic profile of specific cells in, involved in and also contributing to the process or to the disease. It is crucial in the steps forward to widen our knowledge of physiological events and to understand better the nature of any disease. And elucidating the molecular mechanism and signaling defects can actually pinpoint towards specifically target pharmaceutical therapies for the specific disease. And that is, of course, highly relevant. Fantastic. And then my final question, because unfortunately, we're almost out of time. Uh, but what do you think the future of spatial transcriptomics looks like? Well, the, the future, I think, is to be able to really look into uh, biobank material, because when we can do that, there, I mean, the amount of tissue available from human material will be tremendous. Mm -hmm. And then large screening of specific diseases can be done. Uh, but I mean, of course, it has to be highly efficient and uh, cost efficient to be able to do it on a, a large scale on, on the clinical level. Yeah, to scale it up. Mm. Exactly. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I think that's a really great way to sort of end the podcast. I've really enjoyed learning more about spatial transcriptomics with you both. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. It's really been fantastic. Thanks a lot. Thank thanks for having me. Uh, thanks so much. And thanks, uh, Dr. Magnusson. I'd also love to take this opportunity to thank you, our listener, for being here with me today for this podcast. And I hope you've also learned a little bit more about the world of transcriptomics. Join us next week for another episode of Opinionated Science, but if you just can't wait till then, you can follow all of our coverage over on our Technology Network's website. I hope I'll see you again soon.